This is the Simi Sarah Show On Demand. Subscribe now on iTunes. Listen to the show each weekday 10 to 2 on 980 CKNW and through the Radio Player app. All right, let's talk about labor disputes in this province because right now there are quite a few of them that seem to be going on or imminent in any case. We've got the the bus drivers, maintenance workers one. That's a big one, right? Impacts a lot of people and has the potential to impact even more. Uh, we heard today that workers at UNBC, University of Northern BC, also a labor dispute there. We've got some other upcoming negotiations going on with even more workers at TransLink in particular. So what is happening? We still don't have a deal when it comes to the BC Teachers Federation. So what is happening out there? We wanted to get kind of a broader picture of this and the impact on the NDP government. So joining us now is Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief in Victoria. Hi, Keith. Hello, Simi. This picture does seem to be getting bigger, doesn't it? It does. There's all these little brush fires out there in the labour scene, and some of them have the potential of eruption into outright infernos, particularly the bus situation. Uh, right now, it's just sea bus cancellations. But if we go back to 2001 and we saw that full-scale walkout that went, lasted 123 days, uh, that's a big problem politically for the John Horgan NDP government. And I'm not sure they can withstand the political heat on that. And then you've got the BC Teachers Federation, which, again, is without a contract. Uh, the mediator reported in uh, to both parties last week. Uh, he doesn't like what he sees. He says there's a fundamental disconnect between the parties that prevents them from settling at the negotiating table. So the NDP could find itself with two huge strikes, one in the transit system, potentially could shut down bus service in all of Metro Vancouver. And secondly, don't discount the possibility of a province-wide teacher strike sometime perhaps in the spring. And both of them would just be gigantic uh, headaches for the for the public, both the traveling public and the public who have kids in school. So these are two major potential uh, real, I think, challenges, to put it in it mildly, for an NDP government to solve if, if the worst-case scenarios play out. Right. Okay. And what is going on here then? Do you think, is it because it's a different government, a different party, that people think, oh, the attitude's going to be different? Well, I certainly think with the BCTF uh, and with uh, the other strike that's flying out is over here in Saanich, the Saanich School District, which is a pretty big school district. And uh, thousands of kids now are in their second week without classes. Uh, Parents are getting a little frantic out there. And that thing took a a turn for the worse yesterday with the union walking away from the table. So I I do think it's, it's... heightened expectations from a perceived union-friendly party and government. But I think uh, that doesn't meet the reality of governing. And and the NDP has shown on a number of occasions that what it said in opposition, because when you're in in opposition, you oppose the government and you say things that you don't necessarily follow through on when you're in government. So in opposition, the NDP was very much on the BCTF side and QP side and on the side of all unions. And now they're in government and it's a different different situation, different set of realities. And uh, they're pretty hard line, as far as I can tell, when it comes to the BC Teachers Federation. There's no appetite to give them any more money than what other unions are getting because it could trigger the so-called Me Too clauses in other union contracts and allow them to get higher wage increases. And this is all coming at a time as well when the budget under Carol James is starting to show some cracks, where the economy is softening, government revenues are down. Uh, You've got ICBC now taking potentially another half-billion-dollar hit on the government's book. And then you throw all these labor disputes into this. Uh, the realities of governing and how hard it is is about to hit home for an NDP government that had a relatively easy way for the first two years in power. Right. So do you, does that look like a rocky road ahead then in dealing with these two big ones in particular? 
I think the TF one is a real problem because I just don't see how it's going to be settled at the negotiating table. But the transit one, don't discount the, the, the how big a difference this is between what management is offering and what the union is looking for because the what the union is looking for in terms of the gap between the two represents the money that was supposed to be used and earmarked for transit improvements. And again, politically, this dispute is very important to the NDP because many people in suburban Vancouver, of course, suburban metro, of course, use transit. I mean, bus service is a major issue in Burnaby, Surrey, uh, the Tri-Cities. Guess what? Those are the ridings that the NDP one took from the Liberals and put them in power. If the riding public suddenly is deprived of bus service for a prolonged period of time in these these areas, uh, the chances are they may take their anger out against the government come the next time they get to cast a vote. So there's a lot of nervousness in the NDP right now over where this is headed, because I can see certainly the NDP doing what it would least like to do, which is to impose a contract on both sectors, both the tr- transit sector and the education sector. Uh, the Liberals have done that in the past. The NDP did it a couple times in the 90s. I mean, don't discount the NDP d- doing something like this. But in terms of these two, these would be pretty big moves and major yeah. steps by the NDP. And again, for a party that really believes in the, the right to strike and the collective bargaining process, this would be a, a big challenge, I think, for them to pull off. And what do you think is the biggest challenge then to getting the deal? Is it money? Is that what is keeping the sides apart? Well, it seems to be money in the transit. Well, yeah, on both both uh, issues, I think it's money. The teachers say they're just lagging behind the rest of Canada, and they want a bigger wage increase than uh, than what's on the table, which is two, two, and two. But it's also money in the transit dispute. It's according to, to TransLink, it's a six hundred and eighty million dollar gap between the two, which uh, over ten years, which is again represents all these transit improvements that the mayor's council all agreed to. And either if this is funded, it's funded through scrapping these projects and these improvements, or alternatively, raising a host of taxes, which the mayors have been reluctant to do. And one of the the, the differing aspects of the transit dispute, the provincial government is not the direct employer here. It's uh, And that's why Unifor, the union, is not part of the, the negotiating mandate that other unions are, are, are held by, which is 2 plus 2 plus 2%. Right. Percent. That's why trans, uh, the bus company itself has offered up to 12% to maintenance workers, which far exceeds what's being offered uh, public sector unions. But this is a private uh, union that performs public services, and that sort of muddies the right. waters a bit in terms of imposing a contract on them. And so what has been the line then from, I know the Premier has been asked this multiple times, like what what is the government saying right now about the talks? They're taking a hands-off approach, which is, I think, a smart thing to do. Uh, Horgan was asked directly, are you going to in, intervene? He said, no, not, there's nothing for them to do at this time. Uh, I think he used the phrase at this time, but they have to keep the door open eventually if the bus dispute turns into something much more substantive in terms of public impact than simply sea bus cancellations uh, and people are deprived of bus service. That has an economic impact, a negative one. People can't get to work. There's less economic activity. Again, at a time when the government's getting a little nervous about the state of its books, uh, the House has got two more weeks of sitting after next week. Uh, it's conceivable if the union really turns up the heat, you could see something happen this legislative session. I kind of think that's not going to happen. In in fact, if if I was a union, I'd say, you know what, we're not going to have a full-scale walkout. We're going to have rotating strikes and go from community to community and put pressure on the employer through that route. But eventually, I can see the window opening for government intervention. Just as we saw in 2001, the Liberals imposed a contract. After the public's had enough of this uh, job action, I think the public sentiment would be to impose a contract. But I don't think we're at that point yet. I think it's still a long ways away from that. All right, we'll see 
Keith, thank you. We'll talk about it again, I'm sure. Oh, we will be. That is Keith Baldry, Global BC's Legislative Bureau Chief in Victoria. We're talking about labour disputes in the province. As he mentioned, like in the Saanich School District alone, there's a lot of kids. Uh, this is their second week off of school because of a labour dispute. You've got still and very far apart the two sides in the BC Teachers Federation and the government negotiations there. You have got this uh, bus and maintenance workers strike here in Metro Vancouver. Repeatedly, the Premier's been asked, will the government do anything? Will they do anything? And they've said, nope, we're not getting involved.